0: If there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Conveniently connect in a safe and private online environment, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help; it's professional counseling, and you can send a message to your counselor anytime. Um, now, uh, normally for these ads, we like to bring in the Butterman from Pearl Jam's song "Can't Find the Butterman," whose site ButterHelp.com will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional dairy. Pissed, uh, but he's asked me to take this time to really flesh out the character we've developed for Butterman's arch nemesis, Mean Mr. Margarine, uh, which we haven't been able to get to work over the last few spots. Uh, so we can kind of do a, a story arc reboot next time and and really get this thing going. So I'm going to use the copy I have in front of me as a jumping off point, and then we'll see where we are. Okay. So with BetterHelp, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Um, So that makes me think that one of Mean Mr. Margarine's traits is that he is neither timely nor thoughtful, and you can't schedule weekly sessions with him. Uh, With Mean Mr. Margarine, a session will just diabolically appear on your calendar when you thought you had a free day to binge-watch The Great British Bake Off. Okay. With BetterHelp, you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, and that's That's actually what Mean Mr. Margarine's Evil Castle looks like when he captures you. It's a waiting room, and the only magazine they have is Margarine Weekly. And if you read too much of it, it exacerbates any existing problems you have with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, or self-esteem. BetterHelp, of course, has licensed professional counselors who are specialized in these matters, and anything you share is confidential. With Mean Mr. Margarine... Everything you share is confidential, too, actually. So that is a point of similarity. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. And Mean Mr. Margarine has a convenient, professional, and affordable radiation device that he's going to use to turn the moon into a spreadable oil-based emulsion, which will eventually cause the planet to spin out of orbit and freeze, bringing about the untimely end of everything we've ever known. Okay, I think we're really getting somewhere now. Um, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states I want you to start living a happier life today as a listener you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash babysitters join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health again that's betterhelp H-E-L-P dot com babysitters in 86 N.M. Martin wrote the first book what book came up Now it's time the Babysitter's Club, Club Tanner, you and I were talking earlier.
1: Uh-huh. And I think we both agreed that this was the greatest Babysitter's Club I didn't agree. I didn't ever agree. I didn't agree. We didn't record it, Baby Nation. Jack recorded it, but I didn't. I forgot to hit record. But it was only about three minutes of discussion, so it's not like you missed out on much. But Jack. Decided that this was the greatest babysitters club book ever written and I disagreed. History, sir? Will prove yeah. you wrong. No. I was serious. Funny. Is, it wasn't funny. It I was, told you this before. It's like no. I had I had a moment where I wrote down Larangus Moment, and then th- like three paragraphs later, I wrote down, Oh, never mind, this isn't a Larangus book. It's not good enough. It wasn't I wrote there. down The Thack is Back. Thack I'm is, having... back is good. I like thack is back. I like that she's accumulating branding. And I like a... Nola Thacker. Frankly, I'm having a Thack attack right now. Also good. Nola Thacker is a national treasure. Nola. Hey, Jack. You know what I think about this book? Um, Nola on a rolla. Okay. <laughs> Gooder.
0: I ain't your Nola Thack girl. That's good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, <laughs> I like Nola and I don't, and I'm, she's no Jana. She's no Jana and Malcolm. And what, I, let's, we're, neither of us are Jana and Malcolm fans. And I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to imply that Nola is Jana and Malcolm sort of bad. Cause she's not, she's great. And I love her. I love her writing, especially for some kind of sentient dog, which I think is what we agree she is. Yeah. It comes up again in this book, but she's no sweet Pete and she's no, Anne.
0: she was amazing. This is, uh, this is. I I honestly think this is my favorite Babysitter's Club book. It's a Christie book. God,
1: you're Uh, a
0: maniac. You're a maniac. Baby Nation, you're going to be as disappointed, I think, in Tanner as I am today when you learn the plot of this novel. It is so full of excitement. It was an exciting book. I enjoyed it. It's just no, it's not Sweet Pete. This is a true fucking story. Earlier today, my wife and I were sitting in our living room, quietly looking at our computers, and I audibly gasped and she thought that something terrible had happened and like ran over.
1: Yeah, something terrible did happen.
0: And I was like completely at a loss for words for a while and she's like get it out. Come on, what is it? What is it? And then I was just like Christy
1: and some girls are No, behind bleep them. that. Bleep that. That's spoilers. <laughs> bleep everything you just said. We'll get to it. This they're going to you're you just blew our entire episode. <laughs> Don't say anything. Hold it. This book
0: is a tour de force i have it's never good. seen anything like what happened in this book happened to the bsc
1: i would have really loved to have seen what sweet Pete could have done with this material but it's good maybe i'm not actually not sure sweet Pete could handle serious material he's too much of a comedian you know sweet Pete can handle serious
0: material he he i'm not gonna malign sweet pete in my attempt to put Nola Thacker on a pedestal where I believe she belongs. But Nola, if you think about the B-plot of this book, which is very much a comic turn from clowns Claudia and Stacy, yeah. that shit is fucking hilarious. Nola shows real versatility in this in this text. It's an incredibly powerful and moving and suspenseful story of a woman going off the rails and embracing darkness. And yet on the other hand, we've got these amazing Commedia dell'arte characters, right? Being hilarious and 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 farcical. It's
1: Shakespearean. The whole thing is fucking Shakespearean. It is Shakespearean. You got Rosencrantz and Guildenstern here, and the B plot, like yeah, bebopping around trying to teach children softball, just like uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern did. Yeah. Before we get too far in, Jack. Yeah. You want to introduce um, the show? No, no, no. Not I, cause I sure do. <gasps> Happy, birthday <laughs> birthday Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, dear Anna Martin. And Tanner's mom. And Tanner's mom and a couple of our listeners. A number of baby
0: bees, at least three
1: so far right happy birthday to you god really hard uh singing (laughs) together over skype yeah yeah (laughs) we are recording this episode on august 12th it's ann's birthday it's ann's birthday the soul
0: skinner herself birthday ann this day in 1958 a star was born yep
1: there was a new star in the sky in the in the heart of a hurricane a million bats shuddered as one. Mm -hmm. And there was one bat uh, far away on a starship who felt as though a million bat lives had been extinguished at once. (laughs) Is it O-Bat-1 Kenobi? Yeah, it's O-Bat-1 (laughs) Kenobi. Okay, good.
0: (laughs) I felt that narrative kind of really falling away from both of us, but I'm glad we were somehow still on the same page. Yep. Yeah, happy birthday, Anne! Happy birthday to the Soul Skinner, Anne! Happy birthday, Mom! Happy birthday, Mom! Wait, are you saying are you calling Anne, Mom, or are you saying nope? Sorry, happy birthday happy to, birthday to your, your mom, Dawn
1: Putney, mm-hmm. my mom. And happy birthday, Mom! I mean, yep. Anne, Anne, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And happy birthday, Mom! <laughs> I mean, Jenny, <laughs> baby, B, Jenny! Happy birthday, <laughs> baby, B, Jenny, and many other baby bees, and many other people around the world. Yeah, but mostly Anne, mostly Anne, the Soul Skinner. Happy birthday, Pete, or did Uh, we... We don't know. Sweet Pete? What if?
0: (laughs) What if? (laughs) Oh, you know what we didn't do is introduce the show.
1: You do that while I look this up.
0: Okay, fine. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 Club.
1: Thank you for giving me a husky voice. Club. (laughs) A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard... No specific date given, just July 1953. Do you think it was worth it? Yes.
0: Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitters Club Club, Club. a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard,
1: and I, Tanner Greenring,
0: talk about the classics. Talk about the classic talk about novels. The talk Latin, about the classics. Talk about the classics.
1: Literature. <laughs>
0: uh, okay.
1: No, never mind.
0: Um, this week we're talking about Ovid's Heroides,
1: <laughs>
0: Okay. This week we are talking about the poems of Catullus. Racy this week, stuff.
1: We are talking about a book written by Anne Matthews Martin. First, of I was thinking name, last this week Heine, we Nola, could talk about Nola the M. Thacker Odes Stormform. of Horace. Oh, I'll talk about the Odes of Horace. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Fuck All right. Yeah. Horace mm. leads the not the Space Wolves. The other one. The Fuck, now I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, he leads a band of Space Marines again no. in a strike against the, the Eldars.
0: No, I don't and think so. And then in the
1: process becomes kind of corrupted by the forces of chaos while kind of transversing the Immaterium and, tr- like, t- betrays the um, Warhammer. See, I don't. Can I stop you for a
0: second? Because yeah. I don't think. I haven't read a biography of Horus, but I don't think any of that stuff is in there he does he shows up in accounts by the historian suetonius but none of that stuff about marines or anything he's he's most famous for his odes um and his satires now are we sure um yeah um he writes mostly in hexameter the sort of greek hexameters though he's a roman poet he's he lived during the time of augustus
1: you're i think you're mistaken here i don't think so weirdly he we're sh- talking about horace Lupercal.
0: Oh, no. No, He's no, no. We're right. talking... The, um,
1: he was the... Um, no. He ran the... He, he was the Astertes of the Luna Wolves Legion. No. The Space Marine. He was a Primarch created no. by the, uh, the Empire of no. Mankind. And he... he um,
0: We're talking about Quintus Horatius. He was one
1: of the very first Primarchs in the Imperium of Man, sort of at their inception.
0: Yeah, no. I we're not talking about that Horus. We're talking about Quintus right. Horatius Flaccus, who is he a was he was responsible for unleashing poet. the
1: horrific uh, seven year long civil no, war known as the Horus Heresy. Absolutely not. No, in the thirty first millennium. I don't. Are we talking look, about the same Horace? It's no, weird. And, I don't think that there would be more than one person named Horace. Hey, I, you were the
0: one who said you wanted to do a podcast about the classics, and I, I, I said, think no, that, I
1: said I would do a podcast about Horace. <laughs>
0: It sounds to me like you wanted to do a podcast about the classics. You specifically said Roman I, poetry.
1: The classic novels in the <laughs> Black Legion cycle. Do you want to do Lucretius? Novelizations of the Warhammer 40k universe. No, absolutely not. The Horus Let me see if there's a Primarch in the Warhammer 40k universe called Lucretius.
0: We can do De Rerum Natura by C- Lucretius. It's pretty. It gets a little boring, but it's a pretty fascinating cosmology, and there's some really beautiful writing in it.
1: Hey, good news, bud. What? Do you, do you want to talk about Lucretius? I'm happy to talk about Lucretius.
0: Yeah. Um, so De Rerum Natura, I, like I've I've read it uh, in in English. I haven't read it in Latin. It's I mean it's fascinating because it's a cosmology, and it's sort of like it's in many ways takes a lot of the trappings of an epic poem. But it is also a scientific work in a lot of ways. It's an exploration of the natural world and the world around us, and it's a, it's a creation myth. Can I uh, read you
1: my favorite Lucretius quote? Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. The existence of the alien is a problem with but one solution, extermination. When mankind is alone in the cosmos, only then will we have achieved our destiny. That's from the first chapter Master of the Nova Marines.
0: Oh, I don't I don't know that
1: one. What should do you we, mean? It's I, the they were the Loyalist Space Marine chapter and the second founding successors of the Ultramarines Ultra Legion headed I don't up by like, headed up by um Lucretius Corvo. I don't want to make Lucretius this
0: Corvo too bureaucratic of a podcast. Um, I feel like we should kind of make our own rules together as we go along, but I would like to say, if we're going to talk about the poems of Lucretius, we should confine our initial remarks to De Rerum Natura.
1: I'm not quite sure. Is that in the in the Codex Astartes? uh,
0: No, I don't think so. Is that it's like one of the medieval manuscripts? How about instead of talking
1: Astartes?
0: (laughs) How about instead of talking about the classics, we talk about the classic works of? Today's Prince's birthday princess girl,
1: Anna Martin, birthday girl,
0: princess of the Prince of Towns, Annabel Matthews Martin, right, primark of Princeton, a primark of Princeton, <laughs> composer, composer of De Rerum Natura, the great Roman epic poem, <laughs> often attributed falsely to Titus Lucretius Carus.
1: Yep, ultramarine and oh. legion leader of the Dark Suns and Angels of Fury.
0: Soul Skinner,
1: <laughs>
0: Sanctified,
1: <laughs> Stormwalker, um, and author of The Sitter's Cycle. I think that having done that now, the introductions, I think and that you and I have more common ground than we ever imagined, given that the Warhammer 40K. Yeah. mythology clearly <laughs> borrows from classics quite a bit there's a real overlap
0: yeah. between first century bc roman poets and warhammer 40k generals i think Primark's, there's a lot to yeah. explore oh sorry i don't mean to sound like a casual right. uh, this week baby nation we read a book called Christie and the copycat and it, uh, look we talked about this i thought it was fucking incredible good and i'd love book. to get into it it was so good it was a thrill ride not a, great, a roller
1: coaster not not the greatest book. The greatest book. Good.
0: I think it's I think it's one of the greats. I
1: think it's a, one of the classics.
0: A goodest book.
1: Um,
0: Tanner's dropped something, so I'm going to take this opportunity to begin describing this book.
1: No, you don't want to goof around for a little bit first? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just talked about Warhammer 40K for fucking 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: well, you talked about classic fucking Roman poetry, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that could have gone that was like a potentially very very dangerous sequence because we were both genuinely engaged just yeah. not necessarily with each other. That could have gone on forever. Um hey, listen, what about if we describe the book? Okay. Well, that was easy. um I was thinking I would describe the book and then you could describe the book and then we could fucking talk about it cuz so much happens. Whatever, man. Whatever you want to do. Okay, fine. I'm going to begin by describing You're the me. boss, baby. All right, how about I begin by describing this novel? Yep. You ready?
1: I suppose. Okay, I'm going to begin now.
0: Kristen Thomas is a Little League coach, a baby care professional, and a mentor to her devoted younger sister, Karen. And when her small community is rocked by devastating news of vandalism, arson, and an innocent victim on the brink of death... Kristen reacts with the same shock and outrage as everyone else. Why wouldn't she? But Kristen Thomas, entrepreneur, family woman, model citizen, knows something about the crimes that no one else does. Because Kristen Thomas was there when it happened. Because Kristen Thomas, philanthropist, leader, role model, was involved in the crimes. And Kristen Thomas will stop at nothing to keep that fact from getting out. Because the idea of Kristen Thomas, vandal, arsonist, murderer, is one that she's very anxious to keep secret. Christy and the copycat. Tanner, may I ask you a question? Yep. Is that you who's writing <laughs> on our Skype call the words ass 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 over your face while i was reading that or is that a glitch in the app it's
1: weird it seems like it should do it over your face <laughs> i don't not really to me. get why it does it over my face <laughs>
0: i think i do <laughs> <sighs> so i take it you didn't pay any attention to what i said
1: uh-uh not a word
0: Okay, great. Well, why don't you describe the bo- the novel for the Baby Nation in that case, Tanner?
1: Describe the bobble.
0: <laughs> Let's not dwell on every fucking Just slip under of the, the fucking tongue.
1: Under the water's <laughs> surface, I could see it shining. I reached down into the crisp water and retrieved it. Do
0: we have to? Do we have so to dwell beautiful. on every t- tiny Sang slip to of the me tongue? This beautiful bobble. <laughs> great classic. That's going to be a cla- That's a catchphrase. We'll put it on t-shirts.
1: You dwell on the bobble. Yeah, great. That's, I mean, it is kind of a big part of our mo here.
0: <laughs> Look, how about I put sixty seconds on this big bad clock that I have here, and you describe this fucking. Fa- you know what? You know what? I'll give you. I am going to give you an extra thirty seconds today. Don't need it. I am going to put ninety seconds on this big bad clock.
1: Okay, we're going to sit in silence for about thirty <laughs> seconds then.
0: If that's what if that's what needs to happen, we're going to do it. I am going to put ninety seconds on this big bad clock because this the greatest babysitters club book ever written deserves a little bit extra attention nola thacker must have spent a little more time on this one and i'd like for you to do so as well all right you ready Mm -hmm. he's writing he's written ass 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 (laughs) 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 is it is it that you wrote ass and you thought it was so funny (laughs) (laughs) well um i'm gonna put 60 seconds on this big bad clock and then i'm gonna put another 30 seconds on this big bad clock and you're gonna describe this book are you ready sir 90 seconds begin now
1: Okay, uh, Christy is uh, the coach of the Little League team, Christy's Crushers. She's become bored with coaching. She wants to get back into baseball playing. She tries out for the SMS softball team. Makes the team. She needs someone to cover for her while she's uh, playing softball. Put in Coach Claudia and Coach Stacy. What a couple of wacky uh, bumbling dingleberries those two are. They don't know anything about sports. Uh, Christy uh gets initiated into the sms softball team and she has to do a uh dare and the dare that is assigned to her and the four other kids who were make the team is to spray paint the uh, equipment shed the equipment shed uh and then the mean girls uh Try to get them to smoke cigarettes. Later that night, the equipment shed burns down, and an old man who tries to put it out is critically injured. Uh, Christy feels a lot of guilt, but she's pressured into not admitting that it was her. Meanwhile, Claudia and Stacy are bumbling over there teaching the kids, but they're learning a lot about love and life and baseball. That's sixty uh, seconds. You got thirty more seconds, my friend. Aren't you glad of it? Eventually, it comes out that some teens uh, burn down the thing and. Christie's off the hook, and she doesn't have to worry about it at all. Wow.
0: You you forgot to mention that it burned down, how it burned down.
1: I said all that. Did you? I said it burned down. It burned down. It makes national news. No, it makes, okay, sure. It makes national news. Everyone in Stony Brook is talking about it.
0: The shed burned down. A man, a local Samaritan, rushes in to put out the fire.
1: You're making it seem like I skipped all this, but I said this.
0: He's in critical condition. Right. Christy has a crisis of conscience. Yeah. The softball team does not rally behind her. What are you? It's hard to talk to you. What are you looking at your phone? What are you looking at? You want to tell? You want to tell the baby nation? What was it?
1: I was painting my nail.
0: Excuse me. You're what?
1: I was, I was painting my nail. You're a
0: painting your nail.
1: Jamie has a number of nail polishes on the desk here, and I was painting my nail, my thumbnail. Do you see how shiny it is?
0: Yeah, it's was, not even paint. That's like I was painting
1: it with this top coat.
0: Do you are are you sorry? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's talk about this fucking incredible book.
1: Christy, the girls smoke cigarettes. Tanner, they no, smoke Cr- cigarettes. No, Christie doesn't smoke. You're you're fucking fake newsing right now. <laughs> you're try you're clickbaiting. You're trying to get baby nation to like believe that Christy Thomas is is Smoking cigarettes, and that's just not the case. She states very specifically, smoking is for losers and athletes do not smoke. I agree with Christy, by the way. I think smoking is dumb and for duds, and I think anyone who smokes is dumb.
0: Uh, unless unless you're a listener to this show who enjoys smoking cigarettes sometimes, and uh, sorry to alienate
1: you from our podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry to alienate you. I don't care if you smoke, Baby Nation. That was mostly just a dig at Jack. Because he smokes. I don't. I fucking yes, you literally do. don't. Yes, you do.
0: <laughs> I haven't smoked in
1: 15 you smoke? years. That's not true. I've watched you smoke. You're a crime boy. <laughs> You're as bad as these kids. <laughs> You're always encouraging me to do crimes, and you're always smoking. <laughs> Here's
0: That's so inaccurate and unfair and character assassination. I so don't. I so don't smoke, Baby Nation. You I admitted on to-
1: this show that you and your punk friends used to sneak off into the woods to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, when I was Christie's age, I smoked like a fucking chimney. <sighs> what a naughty boy. <laughs>
0: Here's the moment at which I audibly gasped in this novel. This
1: is after Christy. Can you delete all the stuff about smoking? I don't want to alienate any Baby Nation.
0: Baby Nation, if you smoke,
1: all the power to you. you Great, know? yeah.
0: Baby Nation, uh, this is a qu- just a-, a quick PSA.
1: Please, please smoke cigarettes. Baby Nation, please smoke. Just smoke cigarettes. Get him if away you're... from Jack. I'm f- if you're, <laughs> looking out for my friend's life. <laughs> Okay. The more you smoke, the fewer he has access to. <laughs> I
0: don't smoke. I haven't smoked since I was Christie's age. Listen, <laughs> actually, that's not true. I smoked into my twenties, but I don't smoke now. Here is the moment in this book when I audibly gasped. This is after Christie Thomas, Christie, Christie Thomas has vandalized a school shed with spray paint with her her like weird named friends, Dillis and Corrine. And Taylee. Tolly. Sorry if that's your name. God, if there's like, if there's someone called Dillis, Tanner's put on lipstick now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if it would come through. Yeah, it night. fucking
0: comes through, dude. You want me to take a fucking picture? No. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. This is probably kill the call, but all right. <laughs> Tanner's put on lipstick, baby nation. I want to read this passage about the most exciting moment in this novel, mm. which is the most exciting novel I've ever read. Okay? hmm Christy Thomas, our Christy Thomas, fucking vandalizes a shed. Yep. She's she vandalizes it. a school shed. She gets she sneaks out at night and vandalizes a school shed. Yep. When when they're done with their crimes, when they're finished with their crimes of the night. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here, I said. Yeah, said Dillis. Wait, gasped Tonya. She sagged to the ground near the shed. Tonya. Be-
1: <laughs> Tonya's a name.
0: Do, can we not... Can we not dwell on every verbal miscue, Tanner?
1: I just feel like you, you started this conversation saying they all have weird names, but they all have s- fairly normal names.
0: Okay, Dillis.
1: Dillis Filler? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you got that exactly
0: wrong. <laughs> Wait, gasped Tonya. She sagged to the ground near the shed and began rooting around in her sling bag, and Bea dropped down beside her. B. It's B. <laughs> and B dropped down beside her. Mission accomplished! B giggled and reached in her pocket. I suddenly realized that both B and Tonya were taking out cigarettes. Come on, said Tonya. Have a cigarette to celebrate. God, I
1: wish you would say Tonya. <laughs> I, I'm like committed to it now. <laughs> I know it's Tonya. <laughs> okay, but they're Tonya, fucking. Tonya and Bea. They're, sh- Tanner, they're smoking, they're in bad girls.
0: But has this ever happened before in the BSC? I guess there were girls who smoked cigarettes. Remember the Babysitter yeah, Society?
1: The, yeah, the Babysitter Society.
0: They smoke cigarettes. But On is, jobs. No, no no, babysitter of ours has ever faced a moral test as serious as this one. There is no turning back from this. Christy
1: is a criminal. The stakes have never been higher in these Can novels. Can I admit something to you? I just don't I don't want you to be the only one out there dangling on a branch here. Like you are a smoker. I'm not a smoker. It's a sin. I'm, it's bad. <laughs> it makes you look bad. But I don't want you to to go through this alone, Jack. So I will admit that for a brief time, about a 2-week period, mm-hmm. when I was a freshman in college, yeah, I was a vandal. Oh yeah? You want to talk about it? Sure. Okay. Um Boulder, Colorado uh was plagued very briefly, by um, the chemistry boys. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, we were like a tagging crew. It was me and my friend Eli. Uh-huh. We decided that we would be um, taggers and that each of us, our call sign would be uh, pe- uh, an element from the periodical table of elements. <laughs> um, Wait, did you think it was cool or did you think it was funny? Cool as hell, man. <laughs> And he, I can't remember what Eli was. It was like oxygen or something, or maybe neon. And I Ugh. was Rutherfordium, <laughs> number 104. Uh-huh. And I made a stencil of uh, a man's face with a mustache. And uh, if, you were, if you were living in Boulder, Colorado in the early aughts, and you saw a stencil, spray paint stencil of a man with a mustache all over town, that was your boy, Rutherfordium. Wow. I sprayed it um, in two places. The sidewalk outside of Eli's house and um, on a, an electrical box uh, outside of Eli's house. Man, that's real hardcore. Yeah.
0: Um, as you and Baby Nation know, when I was Christy's age, I was suspended and almost expelled for tagging my entire school. And then, like a fucking genius, I was like, I'm going to take this worldwide and was immediately arrested for tagging the, the outside world.
1: Right. I was trying to give you an out here. I was trying to make it seem like you're not the only criminal on the podcast. <laughs> okay. So now you're a you're a d- vandal and a smoker. Yeah, I'm basically wow. a Dillis filler over here. Did you drink before you were 21 years old? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bad boys not over sure here. I'm sure we can be friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But that's that's nothing compared with what Kristen Amanda Thomas got involved in this week. She and her friends, Dallas and Tonya and B, were involved in a crime, yep. wherein a
1: man was critically injured after they critically a, injured a man arson. A man saw them commit vandalism, underage smoking and implied eventual arson. Yep. And they dealt with him. They critically injured him. They put him in the hospital. <laughs> so Look, let's turned- add assault and battery to the list, too. Wow. <laughs> Christy, Kristen Amanda Thomas, what are you doing? Right,
0: right. And meanwhile, you're like the fucking Christy's Crushers have a massive big game up against the Bart's Bashers coming up, and you're leaving them in the hands of, like, ineffectual clowns, Claudia and Stacy uh nola and Anne really buried the lead on the title of this book oh my god did they ever <laughs> okay baby nation there is a b plot and i didn't even raz tanner for it's a not c- getting plot. the plot it's
1: a c they named the book after a c plot and the title character christy just like barely interacts with the c plot at all and can yet I... it's the title of this book can you put five seconds on the big
0: bad plot can you big put Big
1: Bad plop yep
0: I d- let's not dwell on every
1: verbal miscue, you son of a bitch, <laughs> baby nation. We record this podcast usually at uh, eight, nine o'clock at night. Today it's a Saturday, and we're recording at six o'clock. And Jack is just like plopping all over the place. I don't just don't understand it. It's earlier than usual. You're soberer than usual, and yet
0: no, I've been doing a lot of underage drinking today. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you put five seconds on the Big Bad Clock, and I will describe the C-plot after which this novel is named. Okay. On your market set, go.
1: Christy's sister, Karen, is copying her because she wants to be a grown-up. She's copying every 13-year-old girl. She interacts with a lot of 13-year-old girls in this book, but she wants to be a 13-year-old girl. End of C-plot. Mm-hmm. This this book should not be called Christy and the Copycat. It It should should be be called called Christy and the... Decline towards depravity. Yep, Christy and the Great Decline. Right. Um, but no, it's about Christy being kind. The, and the copy art that Swallow has captured so perfectly here. Also... <laughs> Uh-oh. If heaven and hell decide to converge on I'll swallow you into the dark. Perfect. Boop, 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 and I said, uh, uh, swallow, <laughs> swallow me down. Uh, uh, and that's that loving sound. Um, That theme song you just heard was from Baby B. Karis, who sent that to us. The first part that was like the Death Cap song, not the second part where I sang Sublime.
0: Uh, thank you, Baby B. Karis. That was awesome. And Baby B's who... Are musically talented, which neither Tanner nor I are. Please keep sending in uh, your beautiful musical creations. Uh, that's awesome. Why did why did why did you sing the song? Huh? Why did you sing that song? It's a segment we do. Oh, about- sorry, Baby Nation,
1: it's a segment. I'll let Jack introduce it.
0: Uh, this is a segment where we talk about Babysitter's Club, art director, Hodges Swallow, and the fucking crazy shit that he got up to <laughs> this week.
1: Yeah, so each week, Baby Nation, Hodges Swallow paints, oil paints these covers, and sometimes he will depict a scene that is not in the text. Mm-hmm. This week is one of those weeks. It's text adjacent. Yeah. But it is not in the text of this book. The scene on the cover of Babysitter's Club number 74, Christy and the Copycat, is Christy Thomas Mm -hmm. holding a clipboard. She's in a Christy's Crusher's uniform. She's clearly in some kind of baseball diamond. Yep. She's glancing over her shoulder at- Angrily. Angrily, Mm -hmm. suspiciously, at Karen Brewer, who's miming. She's got like a little um, memo pad, and she's also writing- and imitating Christie's stance, mm-hmm. which Karen uh, Brewer is the titular copycat, as discussed. Mm-hmm. She's she's copying every thirteen-year-old girl she knows, um, including Christie, very briefly for one chapter. But this never happened. I've got a note. Can I tell you a note? Yeah. On this on this thing, I'm looking
0: at it. I don't know if you did. You capture what's written on the t-shirt. Christy's Crushers. Think about this. I was about to take issue with Hodges Swallow, but he's s- such a fucking brilliant, like as crazy as as he is, as as off the fucking hinges as this man is. If you look closely at the two shirts, Christy, her shirt says Christy's Crushers with two K's. Crushers right. is spelt with a K. Right. Karen's shirt, as we know from Babysitters Club. Number twenty, I think, Christie in the Walking Disaster. Right, Karen spells it with a C. That right. is that's canon. Yeah, that's canon. But Hodges had to reach deep into his knowledge hoard
1: yeah, to I pull guess. that out. That's. A, I just want to give credit where credits due. I'm not going to give Hodges credit for doing his fucking job. Okay, by reading the Karen character Bible. <laughs> because what he's done here is depict a scene that didn't take place in this book. That's true. But it's it's weird in some ways that he's so
0: true to the origins of these characters. That he included, you can't even, like, Karen is, like, obscuring most of the word crushers, but you can make out that there's a C there. That's right. such detail. Right. And yet, he missed a, a much more important detail, which is that this never happens.
1: Right, this never happened. This
0: has never happened.
1: Christy resigns from, as coach of the crushers, in the early chapters of this right. book to focus on her own softball career. Yeah. And, and hanging out with the reins- underage smokers. Right, and doing vandalism. Yeah. And arson and assault by fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> assault by fire is awesome. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, and she hands the reins to Claudia Kishi and Stacey McGill. Right, and that's who Karen copycats. Who, d- who do have a similar interaction to Karen, right. as uh, Hodges depicts here in this cover. But this never happened. Let's see. Um we should probably reveal at this stage that it turns out
0: that the the arson which Christie thought occurred due to the unextinguished cigarettes of the underage smokers and mixed in, with the in fumes combination of sh- spray paint with her discarded spray paint can right, right. and which caused uh, a near death in Stony Brook uh, of right. a good Samaritan who tried to put out the fire uh right was later revealed to be the work of uh miscreants from
1: the school teen boys unaffiliated with Chris. they wanted to um i want to read the story of these teen boys yeah because their plot for burning down the equipment shed yeah was that they wanted to light fire to it run off yeah and then come back and put out the fire and look like and be hailed as heroes yeah um, um, but it got out of control, and they ended up burning an old man. So Christy's kind of off the hook here. But I do feel like, in a
0: similar way to uh, Stacy and the cheerleaders, the Pandora's box in this series has been opened. The wider world is impinging. The cheerleaders, like, is the first time we see in a real way. Like the rest of the middle school reacting to the babysitter's club, like the, right. these external forces. And like once that box is open, it's going to be hard to close. It's like the microscope has been pulled out a little bit on the BSC. And the consequences of that wider world impinging are just incalculable. Like Christie is is pulled into a criminal underworld here. Right. Um, of spray painting, of, of – Of underage smoking, of arson, of just associated with the worst crimes. I just find that terrifying in terms of the overall arc of this cycle. Especially given that we know that it ends in fire.
1: Right. Yes. It's like the door has been
0: opened to fire. Right. There. There has been a turn in the last couple of books, and this book really signals it. Where it's like this isn't Promethean turn. Now we have fire.
1: Yes. We have access to fire now. Yeah. Before the world was dim. Right. But now we have fire and we've immediately started using it to A, light cigarettes. Right. Before we didn't know what cigarettes were. Right. We knew what they were, but we didn't know what to do with them. Right. We've got tobacco. We've got it in paper. Right. There's a filter. I don't know what to do. Do we eat this? Yeah. You're eating them. Yeah. Getting a little bit of a buzz. Yeah. But now we've got fire and it's like, what if we light fire to it? Yeah. Bad. That works. Now we're underage smokers. It's like, oh, fire's cool. Yeah. What if we light fire to other things, like a shed, like a shed, a shelter? And then you're like, whoa, this is beautiful. Yeah. Look at it go. Yeah. And then you realize, what if we as light a fire man, to a man, a man runs into the fire? Yeah. It's like, oh no, fire harms. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second.
0: But now we're addicted F- to it.
1: Fire harms. Yeah. We can use this. We can harness this power. Yeah. Scary. Well, scary and. I was reminded in this context
0: uh, as I was looking up Dirt on Nola Thacker that I think somebody pointed this out to us. I think a baby bee pointed this out to us, but if not, it's staring you in the face if you look up Nola Thacker. Nola Thacker writes most of her novels under a pseudonym D.E. Athkins. Or Athkins? Athkins. D.E. Athkins or tanner deathkins
1: kin to death
0: kin to death or little death little deathkins kin to death is scarier that's more, yeah. let's, let's go with kin to death let's stick
1: with kin to death
0: this is this is the introduction of of death into this beautiful world this is the beginning of the end this is the
1: fire i think this is the fire as long as the kin of death is here yeah the fire will spread so I you know, whatever.
0: This book ends with Chrissy being in some ways not exonerated from her crime, but like you come to understand what she did and why she did it. Right. Um a little frightening. It feels like we're moving into a new phase here. Oh, Tanner's sending me Oh, he's sending me a OMG Skype emoji. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause right now and, and go get another beer. Best Fiends is a free-to-download casual mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is yep. Boredom's Worst Nightmare, and yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's Jumpin' jerks, 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 and Tanner's Tiny, tiny Ticklers, ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels events and challenges that are added all the time um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My
1: phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. And I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're back. But now I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it.
0: Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy That's sh- friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great.
1: Whoa, that's a <laughs> lot of notifications. <laughs> I love Christie books because we get a lot of classic characters. Yeah. Kind of coming back, I think, because of the Crushers specifically. We see Karen a lot. We see Jackie a lot. Matt Braddock. Matt Braddock was in the mix, she, and you know what? Props to Nola. Yeah, for not Finally. just falling back on the Pikes. No, she doesn't. Yeah, this is a lazy. The Pikes thing are a, a crutch.
0: Lot of, a lot of Ghostwriters have been doing lately is like, oh, I'll just throw the Pike kids in. It's like, yeah, we get it, Jonna and Malcolm. And like Sweet you know, Pete's who Mallory's brothers and sisters? Yeah, even Sweet Pete does this. Pete, I'm sorry to put you on blast here,
1: but Nola brings in some of the the Wrecking Crew. The Thack is back, baby. Thack is back. I just had a Thack Nola's attack Nola's on Snell. a rolla. Woo! Yeah. Yeah,
0: she brought in some some great, great characters and t- in s- some new characters. These fucking these softball girls: B, Tanya, Dillis, Marsha, Tally, Kareen. And Coach Wu, what's happening? What's happening? I was happening? trying
1: to come up with more good Nola puns. Nola, <laughs> ROLA. F- FOLA. <laughs> ain't no Nola Thack
0: girl. Yeah, that was mine, and it was fucking awesome. I ain't no Nola Thack
1: girl. I yeah, want to no bring NOLA in the thack? midi. Yeah, can you bring in the midi for that? Uh, uh, producers in the booth, can you uh, can you turn up the midi? Yeah, now few
0: times I've been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen like that, because I ain't no Nola Thacker. girl. I ain't no, ain't no, no Nola Thacker. Thack girl. girl. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> Send that to Nola. <laughs> uh, Baby Nation, if one of you knows Nola, go Nola, ahead and ship that off to her. Nola this week, who... Um, uh,
0: we have a, a lot of reason to suspect that Nola Thacker either is a dog... <laughs> or or has a, a more than normal human affinity with dogs for dogs she's, with dogs she speaks their language yeah uh but she there's a brief a brief moment early on uh where she's describing Shannon Kilborn and uh-huh. and in a way that I think might only happen if you were a dog or had recently been a dog uh, gets confused. Another important member of Shannon's household is Astrid. Astrid is a Bernese Mountain dog, and she's especially important because she is the mother of our Bernese Mountain puppy, Shannon, who is named after Shannon. Shannon gave the puppy to us when our old collie, Louie, died. We still miss Louie, but Shannon, the puppy, is a great dog. So is Shannon. Uh, a great person, I mean.
1: No, just, like, she's, like, writing... She's got this, like, cork board with, the like, names yeah. up. Yeah. And it's, like, dog relationships. Yeah. and and But, like, in a way that
0: most people wouldn't have to, has to label them as to whether they're a person or a dog. Right. Because in her mind, there's a real blurring of those boundaries. Right, right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And she likes both equally. Yeah. Yeah. She'll yeah. take Shannon the dog or Shannon the human. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Can we talk about the weird visions Claudia keeps having? Yeah. Well, so it happens twice. Claudia keeps having these visions. She Mm -hmm. keeps being struck by these visions. Yeah. Um, And it mostly happens when she's coaching. Shouldn't one of them have called for the ball? Asked Buddy Barrett. Called for the ball? Asked Claudia. She had a mystified vision of a fielder calling for the ball and the ball coming like a dog. Yeah. But she saw several heads nodding and realized that it couldn't have worked that way. <laughs> and then, like two pages later, she has another vision. Yeah. Uh, What's the batting order? Asked Buddy. Batting order. Claudia suddenly had a vision of herself, hands on hips, saying to a player, "I order you to take that bat and hit a home run." <laughs> I, so I captured I- both of those passages exactly,
0: but I captured them under my section, Claudia and Stacy, baseball clowns. <laughs> baseball clowns. <laughs> but now that you mention it, I
1: didn't capture the specific language. Both of those are visions. Yeah. She's having some kind of <laughs> prophetic vision. <laughs> Nola describes them explicitly as visions. Yeah. Mystified uh, visions. Of like a dystopian baseball world. Or she's having, yeah, or of like an alternate universe, I think. A neighboring universe. Oh, wow. This is maybe like a new power that Claudia has. Well, and it would explain a couple of things. One,
0: why Christy suddenly has turned if we're dealing with an alternate universe. Right. Um, And two, this weird power that is described for Shannon Kilborn. Did you catch this? No when Christy decides that she's going to go and confess to these crimes of vandalism and arson and proximity to underage smoking and, and um, assault and, ass- and, and assault by fire. Right. And all of the other babysitters, she tells the other babysitters, she's going to do it. And in solidarity. And this is another thing that Nola Thackgirl girl does that I fucking love. Uh, she, um, This is another – it's a book about the babysitters coming together to fucking meet a crisis. They don't argue. They don't fight. They meet an external crisis together, and they are equal to the task. I love that. All of the babysitters say, we're with you, Christy, and not only are we with you, but we're going to get up early. We're going to come to school early and stand by in solidarity while you report your crimes and misdemeanors to the principal. Shannon responds, and even though I can't be there, I will be there in my thoughts.
1: Uh, shannon has unlocked some kind of power as well yeah i mean i would imagine that that's some like deep military like I think this training. is um training the, f- the a, a portal opened up and the fire came in but the door didn't close right. and with the fire right. came all of these abilities claudia's vision They're- shannon's ability to um telepathically project herself right um, Any, I, I, guess like Stacy has access to new languages, alien languages. Right. What, what? Uh, remind me of the passage. Stacy was studying her clipboard thoughtfully, where she'd written notes from a basic book of softball, and trying to figure out why she had written the word "fungo" in the margin when Claudia poked her in the ribs. So Stacy is has, oh, has right. she's written notes down, and one of the notes she captured in the margin is "fungo." Was, Fungo. Which is not a word in any human language. No, right? it's this sort of alien dialect. Right. It's not a word in any
0: human dialect. And this is something that I would say, and I don't want to criticize uh, Nola Thacker at all, uh, because I think this is a masterpiece. No, I I think wouldn't. it's a perfect yeah. book. And I, I love dogs. But she's burying this a little bit too deep in this novel. Like, I feel like the fact that Stacy is getting communications of secret languages and writing them down uh, in a book about baseball is maybe more interesting and more important than the amount of kind
1: of a throwaway time line.
0: that Nola has given to it. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Nola is just like seeding the ground here. You know, I think she's like saying like these girls have access to new abilities now. Well, did you see the ep- and it came with the coming of fire? Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So this is it. A portal has opened. A page has turned on the sitter's cycle, Baby Nation. And the something that has been coming for a long time, I think, has arrived. And it's fire. We always knew it was going to be fire, right? We thought it was going to be dolls. We thought it was going to be ghosts. We thought it was going to be witches. We thought it was going to be demons. All of those things were but portents. It was always going to be fire. We knew it. We knew it from the beginning. My name is Tanner Greenring. I think, Tanner, that we should briefly discuss whether or not Mm -hmm. Uh you or I had Mm a... (gasps) (gasps) (laughs)
1: What do you think? I had one. It hit me. You want me to tell you mine? No, because your mind's going to be way worse than yours. I think... So I want I want to end strong. Okay. Claudia was opening the gear bag and pulling out balls and gloves for people to do some throwing drills. Mm-hmm. Stacy motioned towards one end of the field. Walk this way, she said. Behind her, Claudia immediately began to goof, doing a crazy duck walk. The rest of the team fell in. By the time they reached the outfield, everyone was stifling, hysterical laughter, and when Claudia looked back... They couldn't hold it in any longer. Stacy put her hands on her hips and shook her head. Then she started laughing, too. That's your bird of the week? Yeah. That Stacy laughed at Claudia's duck walk? She's laughing in solidarity. No, so Stacy is being a button-up coach, and she walks out to the outfield, and she's like, follow, walk this way, she says, right? Mm-hmm. And then Claudia mocks her, Way of walking. Oh, I didn't. Catch by doing that. an exaggerated duck walk. That's right. That's good stuff. Stacy says, "Walk this way," right. and Claudia is like, "Oh, do you mean this way?" and does like a duck walk. That's good stuff. Implying that Stacy walks like a duck. Right. Right. You walk like a duck. If it walks like a duck, it
0: talks like a duck. Burn of the week. Burn of the week. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my burn of the week. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Baby Nation, this is a burn light week. My Burn of the Week was a uh also a Claudia and Stacy baseball clowns moment. Uh-huh. Why don't you all sit down? asked Claudia quickly. Why? asked Claire Pike. So we can talk about what we're going to do. Uh that's after practice, said Karen, consulting her clipboard. Today it's before practice, said Claudia firmly. Everybody sit down. Everybody sat. They waited. Claudia said Welcome to Crushers Practice. Today we're going to, um, to practice, um, softball. Supplied Stacy. <laughs> right, said Claudia. Lenny Papadakis raised his hand and said, "Is this going to take long?" <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Lenny. <laughs> Look at Lenny, and again, Nola Thacker with the obscure
1: characters. Lenny Papadakis. It's not even Hanny. No, no, we it's a Karen book. We'd expect Hanny, yeah. but it's Linny, brother yeah. to Hanny Papadakis Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff, Linny. Baseball clowns. Baseball clowns. Claudia Stacey baseball clowns, I would read that spin-off. Uh did you see what they were dressed up as? Yeah, it's it's fucking bonkers. It's bonkers. Is this closet? Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's it's bananas. and like, of course, Karen, like dresses like them as well because she's in copycat mode yeah
0: should should I just read the passage like it's sure it's a brilliant evocation of what Claudia and Stacy would do to try to look like baseball people right (laughs) That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Claudia and Stacy had conferred the night before and had dressed up for the occasion. Claudia was wearing a red satin baseball cap, purple sweatpants that were cut off just below the knees, purple high tops with neon pink laces, red and white striped socks, and a red and pink tie-dyed crop top shirt. Stacy was in black bicycle shorts with neon yellow racing stripes down the sides, a pair of Nikes with matching neon yellow swooshes on the side, but ordinary white laces, an enormous white V neck t-shirt a black jog bra and a brooklyn dodgers baseball cap turned around backwards they were both using old gloves
1: yeah well and then like stacy has a whistle oh, yeah but claudia has like an ocarina yeah. claudia had this funky clay whistle shaped like a bird on a leather thong around her <laughs> neck that she made in art class
0: i love that they were like we're baseball coaches now, and instead of being like, we need, should wear sweatpants and, like, an old t-shirt, they're like, right. but we've got to dress
1: the part. We must dress like baseball people. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. They're out there looking like maniacs, and Claudia's like, let's hit the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, solid. Yeah. Um they they were killing it this week. I would definitely read a spinoff series called Babysitter's Club Baseball Clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than the California Diaries, which I was looking up earlier yeah. because Nola Thacker helped pen a number of them. Yeah. Apparently, they're about adult themes. What? What? Yeah, they're about like, like underage drinking smoking? and smoking. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I think the the California Diaries are like this book, but like the series. Oh,
0: I don't know if I can handle that. I, like, literally almost fainted when Christy was offered a
1: cigarette behind the shed that she vandalized. I think it means that Scholastic was impressed with this book. They liked it. They saw what Nola could do with adult themes. Wow. And they said, we want that. We want more of that. I I wish they had seen what Nola could do with baseball clowns and said, I want more of that. (laughs) But instead, they saw what she could do with underage smoking and underage crime and said, let's do a spinoff. Damn. Hey, I was thinking... Maybe, oh, you know what? I was going to say let's get the fuck out of here, but I got to talk to you about ghosts real fast. Okay.
0: The ghosts are back, dude.
1: Well, I think every faction is going to have to put up one last fight against the purging flame. Oh, you think they're going to all
0: have to come together and fight against the fire that threatens all life in Stony Brook? I think so. Well, Ben Brewer is back and like we got some, we got some fucking intel on Ben Brewer that I don't think we had before. So Ben Brewer is the ghost of Watson's great-grandfather. Right. He lives on the third floor of Watson's mansion. Um, And Christy is talking about it. She says, Karen believes it, and she can be pretty convincing. Ben really does have his own room, too. A bedroom with all his old stuff in it, including his rocking chair. And sometimes Karen has even me believing that Ben Brewer's chair is still rocking a little when we visit his room. I didn't realize that Watson, who I had always thought of room. as like a sane dude with a good head on his shoulders, practical man, right. keeps a third floor, a, like a wing of his mansion that's right. off limits to everyone else, that's in pristine condition with everything exactly the way his grandfather, his beloved grandfather, Ben Brewer, had it with his... his Beloved rocking chair, in exactly right. the space where he used to sit and smoke his pipe. Nothing changed. Nothing touched.
1: Right, and then there, at the window, yeah, of Old Ben Brewer's bedroom, is a uh, wheelchair, and in that wheelchair sits Old Ben Brewer himself. Right, <clears throat> uh, the skeletal remains looking out over the the world. Yeah, that's and every every night, Watson Brewer. Goes up to old Ben Brewer's house, yeah, and opens up the trunk and pulls out a bunch of old Ben Brewer's clothes, and puts them on, and goes down to the motel that they run, yeah, and murders. People? Waits for the young women to in the staying in the hotel to take a shower and goes in and stabs them to death and steals the money that they've embezzled from their company out of the trunk of their car before driving their car into a swamp.
0: Wow, did you just invent all of that just now?
1: It's just the storyline it just it just popped into my head. Wow, that's amazing. Right. Um that's like Hitchcockian almost.
0: Little what, what almost you just personally invented.
1: Right, almost. Cuz it's a little scary and yeah. I guess Hitchcock did kind of horror stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The birds, the birds um Rear window. Yep. And many others. Strangers on a train. Yeah. yeah, the list goes on and on. Right.
0: Um, hey Tanner, let's get the fuck out
1: of here. Let's get the fuck out of here.
0: Baby Nation. I've been Tanner Green no, Ring. Dude, no, dude, you make it go longer when you just launch into that.
1: Baby Nation. I've been Tanner Greenring. No, Ring. just wait. Baby Nation, this I let you introduce it though. Yeah, it's my show. My show. <laughs> I'm Tanner Green Ring. <laughs> I'm Tanner Greenring. Baby Nation. This- look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm Tanner Greenring. I'm Tanner Greenring.
0: <laughs> look, listen. This week, Baby Nation, we read a book that was called Christine the Copycat. Next week, Baby Nation. Ain't no copycat, girl. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be reading a book that's called Jesse's Horrible Prank. Baby Nation, um, I love you and I kiss you and I love and kiss it. When you write us a nice review on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast because it helps us move up in the rankings and helps our podcast get noticed, and I really, 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 really appreciate it, and I love reading your
1: reviews. Yep, I love it, and I kiss it when you share this podcast with someone that you love and you kiss Yep, or just think would appreciate it. Baby Nation,
0: please remember to let Daddy love you as much as I do. I,
1: this week, have been Jack Shepard. I... I'm Tanner Greenroom. <laughs> oh, come and on! I ain't no Nola Thack girl <laughs> this week.
0: Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. Uh, an interesting point but uh rather childish i think <laughs> rather babyish wouldn't
1: you say <laughs> a little babyish thank you for your babyish point if i can pivot off that for a moment <laughs> the bouquet on this wine is uh robust but somewhat babyish somewhat babyish yeah
0: <laughs> good
1: that was a headgum podcast